Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, May 15th, 2022, which is the fifth Sunday in the season of Easter. Let's begin our time together with a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. A reading from Acts, chapter 11, beginning at the first verse. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, and thanks again for joining us today. The other day I was online, and Facebook popped up with a few photos from my ordination several years ago. The photos showed beaming smiles on the faces of friends, family, and colleagues. They brought the memory to the very front of my mind, but I also thought about all the things that have happened, and all the people that I have met since then. I commented to a friend that looking at those photos that day seemed like both yesterday and also like a hundred years ago. Anniversaries, like birthdays, help remind us of all the ways that our lives have changed over the years. Getting married, starting a new job, having children, or moving into a new home 
are all sources of joy and celebration, but they can also bring a profound change to our daily lives and routine. We have an excellent example of a life-changing encounter in our reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Several other believers, including some of Jesus' own apostles, were accusing Peter of associating with non-Jews and eating non-kosher food. Now, this accusation was a big deal. Keep in mind that Jesus was Jewish. Most of the Christians that we read about in the New Testament were also Jews long before they began following Jesus. As such, the early followers of Christ observed much of the Jewish law, including keeping kosher dietary laws. So to accuse Peter or anyone else of breaking kosher dietary law was tantamount to accusing the person of breaking an important part of Jewish religious law. Instead of shying away from the accusation, Peter defends his actions. In fact, Peter tells people that while he was praying, God came to him in a vision, telling him that God was essentially repealing kosher law. If this were true, it would have a profound impact on the daily lives of anyone who considered themselves to be a faithful Jewish person. Peter was not denying the existence of this law, nor was he denying that it came from God. Peter was acknowledging that although God had given Israel certain dietary restrictions, those restrictions were temporary and that God was now repealing them. After 1,400 years, things changed, and it was not a trivial change. Kosher law was something that helped define Israel's religious life and therefore their national identity. It was a way of life that helped set them apart as the people of God, and now Peter was saying that it had changed. This story of Peter's rooftop vision and the abolition of kosher law is just one example of profound change described in the book of Acts. Throughout Jesus' ministry, up until his crucifixion, Jesus' teaching and healing work focused primarily on the people of Israel. Although there were a few exceptions, we have accounts of Jesus clearly saying that he was sent specifically for the lost sheep of the nation of Israel. In the book of Acts, that all changes. The focus shifts from the people of Israel and turns outward to include everyone, even non-Jews like you and I. That shift begins with Peter's rooftop vision, when God repealed kosher law and sent Peter to minister to non-Jewish people. But this has not changed simply for the sake of change. The point of it all is so that more people might have an encounter with God. Think about that for a moment. A centuries-old tradition, a way of life, was repealed in one afternoon. What began as a sect of Judaism within Israel grew into a faith that swept the globe. In so doing, the trajectory of a faith system was transformed. What would that kind of change look like for you and I today? How would we respond? How open are we to change? 
are we willing to acknowledge that God might actually be calling us to change, just like he called the early church to change, through the vision that he gave Peter? I'm not talking about what hymn book we use or what time we meet for church. That's minor stuff. What if we are being called to make the kinds of profound change that the early church was called to make in the book of Acts? Consider all of the changes that have happened in our culture over the last 50 years. The 40-hour, 9-to-5 work week is no longer the norm. People commute farther and farther to work, often because they cannot afford homes near where they work. In many families, if not most, both parents work full-time jobs just to get by. In families where there is a stay-at-home parent with the kids, it's not always a stay-at-home mom. It may be a stay-at-home dad. Over the past two years, we have had to explore ways to be church and to practice our faith when we were not able to gather with people outside of our own homes. With hope, these days of isolation may be coming to an end. But the Greek philosopher Heraclitus is often quoted as saying that the only constant in life is change. The challenge for us as people of faith is to be attentive to God's calling on our lives and to continue to respond faithfully in changing times. I was recently reminded of a colleague who drew a comparison between church growth and a fine dining establishment offering nourishment to people in the community. For a long time, the church has acted as though we are a five-star, sit-down restaurant offering excellent food in an exquisite venue. The problem is, fewer and fewer people are coming into the restaurant. But that doesn't mean they're not hungry, and it doesn't mean that we close the restaurant. But we do need to add some new tools to our repertoire. It's not enough to simply be a sit-down restaurant inviting people in. Imagine for a moment that a fine dining establishment also opened a food truck, taking good food to hungry people wherever they are. At its heart, the question is how we as people of faith can serve the people of our community. What needs exist in our community and how can we do a better job of meeting those needs? You see, being church is not simply about our preferences or even meeting our own needs, and it never has been. Being church is also about introducing people to God and helping to meet the spiritual needs of others. While that includes us, it does not end with us. You and I are are just the beginning of the story. In the Acts of the Apostles, we see both the Apostle Peter and the early church struggling to come to terms with change, learning to take their faith beyond the confines of Judaism, past the barriers of traditional practices, and out into the world beyond. You and I are facing that same struggle today. We all have to learn what it means for each of us to connect our faith and our community, so as to help meet people's needs, including their spiritual needs. That learning takes time. Sometimes we succeed, but sometimes we also fail. 
The important thing is that we continue to strive to nourish those who are spiritually hungry. Let's pray. Lord of the deep waters, you call us from the safety of the shore to an adventure of the Spirit. Open wide our arms to embrace the world that you dare us to serve. Through Jesus Christ, your living word. Amen.